welcome to Bookpile Banter. This is Amberly and Kim, and we are back for one last episode of our creepy Christmas stories for 2023. Uh, once again, Sarah will not be joining us for this story countdown in the holiday season because creepy Christmas stories have burned her one too many times. But it is Christmas Day, so for those who celebrate Christmas, Merry Christmas. For anyone else celebrating any other holidays, Happy Holidays. And we have a double hitter today. Instead of just discussing one short story, we have a short story from each of the two books, and we're going to discuss each individually and together. So the first one is Host, and the second one is The Ghosts of Christmas Past. Host is by Kieran Millwood Hargrave in The Winter Spirits, Ghostly Tales for Frosty Nights, which we actually have previously read Kieran's The Mercies. That was Kim's pick for one of our LGBTQ months. The plot for Host is when a couple loses their daughter, they'll do anything to get her back, even offer up a poor girl to get their daughter back. The second story is The Ghosts of Christmas Pass, and that is by Richard Cadry in Christmas and Other Horrors. Cadry is a New York Times bestselling author of the Sandman Slim series, as well as other books. He also writes comics and movies and also makes music. The plot is after witnessing the child eaters devour her brother, Laura has been locking up her house at tight every year to avoid being caught by them. But her husband is tired of the tradition and it's time the truth came out. So, did you like one more than the other, Kim? No. I liked them both. No? Okay. No, I, didn't like, I didn't like one more than the other. I, I, I thought they were both... Um... A little bit um, demented. <laughs> um, that is accurate. Yeah, and um, I could see, you know, if I were to put this into like as we call it when we do our other ones, plausibility. I could mm -hmm. see if we were to accept the plausibility of these things actually happening, how these people could fall into these horrors that they're experiencing, mm -hmm. um, without like having a, um, a, a touch into reality. So yeah, it was, they were, they, they were actually a good compliment to each other. And kind of funny because they came out of the two different books and kind yeah. of funny that we picked the stories randomly. And then you and I just, cause this one, we didn't draw these two. We didn't draw. We just chose these. If I remember correctly. No, I think we still drew them. We just decided to draw one of each. Yeah. If I remember okay. correctly, I'd have to go look at the preloaded videos as to how we went about that. Um, yeah. So I liked both of these, but I definitely liked the Christmas, the Ghosts of Christmas Pass better. Uh, you and I kind of touched on it earlier. There is a game that we play every year. Well, we didn't play it this year because I was just overwhelmed. Uh, but typically what we do is we play a game that's called Dread, where you create a horror story. And you use Jenga towers and the game master tells the story. And as the risks increase, you have to pull more and more Jenga towers with the intent being that if the tower falls over, then the character dies as you're role playing it. Um, and this particular story felt because I'm usually the, the game master. This felt like something I would have designed for our game. Um, the twists I loved in it. I loved the fact that, that it referenced all the different 
devourers of children, children eaters. And the idea that this main character has collected the knowledge on all of those children eater, only for you to get to the end and find out she became a child eater herself. And the thing she's been avoiding, she actually is. And it's about her embracing that darkness and this new iteration of being a child eater. So I I really liked that one. I so glad I read it as the last story because that's I did do that. I read it after host. Um and it was very much I think what I have been craving this entire time. <laughs> so Would it have been better to start with it? No, no. This this was a good end for me. Like I really liked that one. Um and host I enjoyed, but it didn't give me winter holiday vibes. It just like it it could have just been a creepy story. Which is really yeah. funny because it's from the Winter Spirits one, which has been pretty solidly good for us. Um but it's not the strongest. And particularly that particular author, I think I expected more from her. And it just like it wasn't I don't know. It had more of a Halloween vibe to it than mm-hmm. what we have been falling into as far as these Christmas stories. Um Yeah. However, I would say because this this comes across as very Victorian seance, Victorian manipulation, mm-hmm. um, meaning the the seance conductors manipulating yeah those that pay them um to contact their loved ones um which has been a still strong very, theme yeah but and it's still very much a part of the victorian vibe and the seances were done christmas time as not well just yeah because i i don't even know that halloween was a thing back then if, whereas, um, um yes because it would have been the early 1900s, late 1800s, mm-hmm. and Halloween was being a thing. Though it may have been more of an American thing than a British thing at that time. Right, right. But anyway, so it, it still felt like the Christmas stories to me. I don't need them to be, I don't need, you know, tinsel and, and lights, which is me being uh, hyperbolic. I know you don't want yeah. tinsel and lights. I'm just saying I don't need it to feel Christmas. No. I want the Christmas spider if you're going to give me tinsel. But <laughs> that tins- that Christmas spider was gorgeous. Did you look out how much it cost? Are you talking about the spun glass one? Oh, no. I was talking about in general. Um, the, that if you're going to give me tinsel and a myth, you better be referencing the Christmas spider. Okay. Uh, I actually okay. have a children's book that's the Christmas spider, and then I have a small little ornament that's not spun glass, but is a like, like hand designed, um, spider web with a little spider in it, uh, that's inspired by the Christmas spider. Uh, for those who don't know, it's a Germanic legend that the reason why we put tinsel on our trees is because one time someone brought in a tree and the spider was still in the tree. And realizing they had no means to decorate the tree, the spider chose to decorate their tree for them. Um, So now we decorate our trees with tinsel as an homage or recognition to the more natural 
means in which trees may have been decorated back in the day. So can I tell you a story? Yeah. This is probably one I've never shared with you. We went to go cut our Christmas tree because we always did that mm -hmm. every year. And mm -hmm. um, at this Christmas tree farm, it had been there for years and years and years. And so they had this stand of very tall Christmas trees that didn't get cut down. So mm -hmm. they were all lined up. They were perfectly lined up in rows because they were planted. And yeah. we decided to walk into that area just to go in because it was dark and it was later in the evening and it was cold. Mm -hmm. And so we walk through there and then we go out and we find our Christmas tree. We cut our tree, Christmas tree and we go home. And we're putting up the Christmas tree. I take off my jacket and I set it on the on the couch. Then we get mm -hmm. done with what we're doing and I go over to pick up my uh, my jacket. And in the uh, in the split in my arm, so where the arm attaches mm -hmm. to the back of the jacket, was about a three-inch spider just huddled down into my jacket. That is an image I still will conjure up in my head of seeing that spider and not knowing how long, at what stage that we were out in the woods that I picked up that spider and carried it with me back to our house. <laughs> anyway, <sighs> you reminded me of that story. Yeah. But anyways, so yeah, that's, yeah. that's sidetracked massively, yeah. but... <laughs> That's what I like is is my I like horror Christmas stories to have an homage to the cautionary tales of past. Um yeah. and host didn't feel like a cautionary tale. Oh my god, it did to me. It it felt very what, spiritualism. What's dead what's dead should stay dead. Again, but not not a, like I was gonna say yes. It very much think makes me think spiritualism, seances, not playing with the dead, but not necessarily like wintry. Anybody who's out there who knows that I'm a supernatural fan and is a supernatural fan themselves will understand the yes, reference I just I, made. I I know the reference that you just made. It's not exclusive to supernatural. I know. So yeah. Anyways. Um, I don't know what I was going to say, because, yeah. But yeah, I liked, I like the second story more. Yep, I like them both. I don't know what more to say. I don't know. We've, we've been recording technically for like two hours now. And we've been recording for days and days and days on end. Yeah. But this so, was fun. Did you enjoy doing this? I did. I did. I, I liked in, I guess we could get, get into a comparison of the two books. I liked yeah. I liked how the one that came from England had a very European feel to it. Um, mm -hmm. I like, whether I liked the second book as well, or the other book, I shouldn't say the second book, yeah. whether I liked it as well or not, it had a very American feel to it. Mm -hmm. Um. I didn't like the second one as well, or the one, what it, that one's horror, right? Yeah, Christmas and other yeah. horrors. Yeah. I didn't like it overall as well. I liked fewer of the stories than, um. Yeah, but the stories did. we did like were really good. Yes. The stories that were good were good. The the, the rest were, you know, read them. I Nothing I, well, no, there was one that I just didn't absolutely like. I can't remember. That there were two. Like. There was one you did not like, and then there was the sex one. Oh, yeah. 
stupid. So, <laughs> um, I think I agree with you. I think the Winter Spirits was a more cohesive, stronger book overall. There was clearly a theme that all of those authors were given and they played around with, whether that be ghosts, seances, spiritualism, Victorian era. Like there was clearly a prompt given that they then played with in their own, each their own way. Christmas and other horrors, it feels like the editor went winter solstice. Yeah. And people just and some of them said it they had been working on those stories for a long time and they tweaked it to fit that book so i feel like the cohesion wasn't as there as much as i really wanted it to be for that second one because yeah. i look at that cover and i just think i should love this love this yeah and then there there are some stories that i'm like why is this in here um yeah and it, it becomes that other horrors category. And I wish it was other holiday horrors, not just horror in general. Yeah. So, while as Winter Spirits definitely focuses around spirits of any iteration. Um, and as we all know, you will be returning to the Winter Spirits. I think there are stories that I would return to in both of them for craving. Like, I plan on keeping both of my copies, um, coming back and either using stories as imp- inspiration for our, our games in the future or just to read. Like, they're solid. Uh, yes. I will say what I... I don't know how to word this. A lot of them reminded me of the really adult creepy take on the Christmas Carol. Where I like to read or well, in that case, I like to watch that because there's just like something grotesque in the inspiration of a Christmas Carol. And these stories, definitely a lot of them had that grotesque twist on something that's become pretty like candy-coated mainstream mm-hmm. uh so i'm glad that both of these books attempted to play with the original terror of the longest nights of the year yeah so anything else not really are you checking out by those i checked out yeah yeah that's what i thought so I we hope you all yeah we all hope you all have a wonderful holiday and we will be returning. Well, tomorrow we will have our episode for System Collapse and then we will be returning in the new year with some new information that shall be shared tomorrow. Our intro and outro music is by Howard Harper Barnes and is called A Snowflake's Tale from Epidemic Sound, which I will be missing that because I do love that song. Yeah. Don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe to Bookpile Banter on Spotify, Amazon Music, iTunes, or whichever platform you listen to your podcasts. We'd love to hear from you on any of our social media platforms, such as Instagram or TikTok. You can find us at book underscore pile underscore banter. And don't forget, we'll be back tomorrow. Bye.